0: Okay. Good morning, everybody. Today on our interview with expert series, I have the amazing Mrs. Rhonda Sher joining us for the call um, or the interview. And Rhonda is best described or she likes to describe herself as the LinkedIn diva. She's been heavily involved in LinkedIn for many years now and, and uh, she's extremely good at it. So Rhonda, I'd like to welcome you to the call today, the podcast interview. And um, yeah, it's great to have you on board.
1: Well, thanks, Derek. Nice to be here. And I'm actually sitting out in my backyard so you can see the California wind
0: blowing. And uh, <laughs> It's a very yeah. nice part of the world to be in, I'm sure. Um, yeah. so, so, Rhonda, can you tell us a little bit about what you actually do and, and how did you come up with the name The LinkedIn Diva?
1: I actually didn't come up with it. Somebody else gave it to me and I guess it just kind of stuck. Um, right. Uh, Because I don't really think of myself as a diva, actually, which is kind of interesting. Um, But, you know, I started out as a paralegal. And so for me, you know, um, LinkedIn is actually just an extension of LexisNexis. You know, it's just being able to know how to navigate and search, right, and get information. So I've been on LinkedIn probably since 2007, I think. Wow. Um, yeah, and I wrote a book in 2009 called The ABCs of LinkedIn, Get LinkedIn or Get Left Out. So I've been on it for a very long time and um, hopefully have helped a lot of people to learn how to navigate LinkedIn in that time.
0: Fantastic. And what have been, or you would have seen a lot of changes during that time. What have been the most significant changes that you've seen on LinkedIn?
1: Well, LinkedIn is always giving us a facelift, right? We've seen how many versions of the header and the banner and all of that. But you know, what are the besides groups? Because groups used to be so powerful, and and really they're not as they were. But one of the biggest changes that I remember is, and I don't know if you remember this, Derek, but you used to be able to post questions on LinkedIn. Yeah. Do you remember that you could yeah. post questions and answers, and um, I thought that was really cool because the strategy that I used to use in those days was. You would tell somebody to post a question, then you would post the answer and then share it with everybody, so you automatically elevated yourself to the status of being, you know, the expert on that topic. Um, But the other changes that I've seen, which I think are great, is now on the mobile you can use the, um, you know, the message feature and just send a voice message, you can send a video message. you know, the, all the gifts and all the really cool social media things that LinkedIn has embraced. Um, you know, I, I, the other, that those are some of the really cool ones. The other thing that I've seen since Microsoft purchased them is that, you know, if you're really going to be a player on LinkedIn, and I don't mean a player, but I mean somebody who's really there for the purpose of creating connections and giving value, uh, you really need to use the paid version. Without that, there's a lot that you lose.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I completely agree. You just get so many extra benefits being either a premium subscriber or Sales Navigator especially. Um, One of the beautiful things about Sales Navigator is you can see who's recently active and how recently active they are. and, And that's a game changer. It really is. So tell us a little bit about your business and what you actually do for people.
1: So I do um, a lot of speaking, actually, on the topic of LinkedIn. Um, Mostly my audience are real estate, mortgage, service people, CEOs, entrepreneurs, um, marketers. And what I've been doing for the last four years is actually optimizing profiles. Mm -hmm. So, um, the analogy that I use with a lot of the people I work with is, you know, I know you're an expert. I know you're great at what you do, but it's like you're going to a black tie event and you're wearing your running clothes. And so I like to say that I get them dressed for the party. Right. And, um, and so I do a lot of that. And also, um, I work with companies where I'll do one or two of the top people and then I will do the profiles for everybody in their sales staff. Um, and then I teach people how to use it. You know, how do you post? How do you leverage? How do you make the connections? Um, you know, with your uh, amazing online course that you've put together, um, you know, it's, it's almost like they're getting one-on-one with me um, as opposed to doing it on their own. And, you know, there's no doubt that they can do it on their own with your course, LinkedIn to results. Um, however, a lot of people want their hands held. So I do quite a bit of that as well. Okay. Um, yeah, and I'm in the process of putting together a membership type site, not a membership site really, more of a mastermind, where every month, you know, we'll get on, and people can bring their questions and their challenges, and people can share resources that they have on LinkedIn, um, because I think it's a perfect complement to what you've done with uh, your course, which is phenomenal.
0: Yep, thank you. I appreciate the the kind words about the course linked into more business there's actually a mastermind module in there which shows people how to set up a mastermind in their local area um and you, you and i as you just mentioned we both know the importance the value the the results that having a mastermind or being part of a mastermind can help you to achieve and it, it just absolutely. helps you stay on track towards working towards your objectives
1: yep absolutely yeah, yeah. And, and that's primarily. Pretty- what I've been doing with LinkedIn and you know and also I do a lot of um, people a lot of people want to do it themselves which is great I'm all for that um, so I do a 30 minute or a 60 minute consult you know we all go to the doctor for our annual checkups we go to our financial advisor for our you know our fiscal checkup well I do the LinkedIn checkup right Fantastic. People where they can improve yeah, yeah.
0: Fantastic. And um, you've also, for a long time, you've been a keynote speaker on LinkedIn. Can you tell us a little bit about your experiences and some of the types of companies that you've worked for as a keynote speaker on LinkedIn?
1: Yeah, it's been a lot of real estate companies, actually, um, even escrow companies. I've you know I, through the years I remember I've um, trained the na- Coldwell Banker and uh, Remax and exit Realty and uh, many chambers that I've spoken to. Um, I remember years ago, you know I wrote my first book on networking. It was called the Two Minute Networker, so I've tied it into that. Um, I was actually a keynote for a network marketing company called Ducerity, which is a facelift in a bottle. so um, I did a talk for them and you know, I, I went back and I started to look at the number of places that I've spoken, and it's it's literally, you know, probably close to over thousands. Wow. Um, I wow. recently spoke at a speaker boot camp last week in Las Vegas um, on LinkedIn, which was great. Um, it was with Orlia Moore, who trains. Uh, she's a business coach for speakers, so I did a breakout session there, and also for Vistage, um, which is an international. Um, CEO Peer Group, and I've done breakout sessions for their organizations and NAFA um, on a state, local and national level.
0: Wow. Fantastic. Fantastic. And um, so what would you suggest to people that can help them get better results from, from LinkedIn with your experience? What do you think are some of the things that people should do?
1: Well, number one, actually go to a friend and show them your profile and ask them, you know, based on knowing me and knowing what I do, would you do business with me With me, based on my profile? Great right question. Um, and I would also tell them to Google themselves because 70% of people will show up on the first page of Google with their LinkedIn profile and they don't realize the power of LinkedIn. So that's one of the things that I would say. The other is um, spend 30 to 60 minutes a day on LinkedIn. It is so amazing how many people you can meet because it really is about serving. Yeah. not selling. Um, and then, you know, the other thing that I would, I would advise is learn how to use it. You know, don't just hit the connect button. Personalize your connection request. Send thank you and, you know, thank you message. And then get people that you really want to, just like you and I met on LinkedIn. We took our connection offline. You know, here we are, and now we're actually, um, you know, on a Zoom call together, right? All through the power of LinkedIn. So yeah. leverage those relationships. That's, that's the biggest things that I would tell people.
0: Fantastic. I think for everybody out there, one, one of the beautiful parts about LinkedIn is it's a professional network. Um, So you won't see, or you'll see very few uh, pets on there. You'll see very few hot dinners. Uh, But what you will see is is some quality content uh, that's, that's offering to help you give you expert advice uh, from, from people who are just providing value, okay? They're not necessarily interested in the immediate sale or anything like that. Um, but the important thing with LinkedIn is to establish, build, and nurture that relationship with people because people don't really want to be sold to until they're ready. Um, and the best way to sell on LinkedIn is, is to actually not sell at all and just to build those relationships with people. And it's a brilliant plan for all that. It's a brilliant platform for that. Um, I, I've met some amazing friendships. Rhonda's one of them. And um, from all over the world. I mean, Rhonda, we've been talking on, on Zoom via LinkedIn for how long now? Almost a year, I think, right? I'd say it's more than that. I think it's probably more close to 18 months, I, I, I'd say. Yeah. Um, and it, it we met is, completely it, via LinkedIn.
1: Right. It's in, you know, one of the things I think that is so great about our relationship is that we see each other as a complement as opposed to a competitor you know, and that's one of the beauties about LinkedIn is, you know, because I always get the question, well, should I, should I connect with the people that do what I do? And the answer is yes, in some cases, because not everybody is going to be a perfect fit for you. And, you know, I don't work with job hunters. That's not the area that I work with, but I certainly refer to my counterparts that do LinkedIn and work with job hunters, you know, so, You just never know, you know, where the next piece of business or referral is going to come from. And if you look at this as a platform where you can create relationships, you know, take those online relationships offline and take the offline relationships online. So when you meet somebody, ask them, hey, you know, are you on LinkedIn? Let's connect. You never know, you know, what you'll learn about that person and who they know.
0: Absolutely. And um, are there any recommendations that you would give people as far as posting content is concerned?
1: Well, number one, I would say post consistently, you know, um, and post content that not is not salesy, you know, post content that you think people are going to want to read and also um, like and share and comment on other people's content. You know, you want to be really generous with that. Um, you do want to post articles as well, you know. So you want to both do the publishing platform. And uh, I apologize, that's my dog. <laughs> so you that's, can see how right. It is, right? Um, but you know, I think the 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 thing about posting is that you want to create a tribe with your posting. And, you know, you can do something as simple, Derek, as using brainy quotes, right? And just post for brainy quotes. Um, I mean, there's so many great places to post from, but always remember to use the hashtags, ask a question, you know, make it interactive. It's not about where you went for lunch or what you did. It's about, you know, being motivational or sharing something. I often uh, will share, like, the latest book that I've read, right? Um, Yeah. I've I now become a huge fan of uh, Noah St. John, and um, he's got a book called Permission Selling, and it's great, you know, and I see that other people post, you know, things like that, and it's like, the first thing I do is I go out and check out the book, so it's really a great place to share events, uh, to share resources, especially if, you know, you're, you have an event, or you're going to an event, post it. You never know, especially if it's a free event, why not? You know, let people Absolutely. know that. Yeah,
0: Absolutely. It's a way of uh, establishing that connection or making that connection with your audience. And Absolutely. the easiest way to do that is, is just to be authentic, to be genuine, and to provide value. Okay? Yeah. And to do that without the sales pitch. I think that's important.
1: Yep. I totally agree. We're both on the same page on that one.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. And I almost everything, actually fantastic well yes 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 we are especially based on all of our conversations that we've had over the year um, and w- what I would like to ask you is what, what sort of tips would you give people with regards to um, well for, for example posting uh, and automation what, what would you say to or suggest to people about automating posts and using any kind of programs or software or anything like that
1: well you know you're more the expert on the posting. I don't even use Hootsuite. I actually just post myself and probably it's a little more work. Um, So here's my little secret. Um, I do post some of the really cool stuff that I see on Facebook on LinkedIn. So, um, you know, I'm actually right now I'm studying uh, the Thinking into Results program, the Bob Proctor program. Are you familiar with it?
0: Um, I know of Bob Proctor and I, I love his work. He's very good at what he does, yes.
1: So I I have a client who's a Bob Proctor coach and um, I liked her what she did so much that I decided to coach with her and I found that, you know, I follow her both on LinkedIn and on Facebook and Bob Proctor has the most amazing quotes ever. So I started using that and what I'm finding is that the engagement is getting much greater, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so, I don't use automation in that way, and you and I both know that LinkedIn frowns on automation. They actually, it violates their rules and regulations. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, if if you are going to use it, I would say do it at your own risk, mm-hmm. um, because and, and if it's a Chrome extension, be even more careful, because LinkedIn really does not want it you do. doing that. Um, You know, it's just about learning. You know, I'm a big fan of Sales Navigator, as I know you are. And I really believe you need to spend the time to learn how to use it Mm -hmm. and get your messaging down. You know, um, if you were going to use automation, I'd say hire a good VA, you know, Mm -hmm. that can do it for you.
0: And and even then LinkedIn's uh, clamping down on that nowadays. They're making it harder and harder because they track your IP address. um, Right. If I can make a point, one point about automation or automated programs just for your posts, uh, you're you're very correct. LinkedIn does not like anything that uses a Google Chrome extension and in many cases they have shut those companies down um, or or certainly um, gone after them. They
1: they try to, (laughs) yeah.
0: They've also shut people's accounts down. So people have tried yeah. to log into their accounts after using a LinkedIn Chrome extension and then found that they, they do not have access to their account and then they've had to contact LinkedIn by other means and to plead to get their account access returned or restored to them. So whatever you do, do not use anything with a Google Chrome extension. Um, I personally use Hootsuite and Hootsuite, I believe, is okay. I've, I've actually attended seminars uh, where both LinkedIn and Hootsuite representatives have been on stage together talking about what people can do with Hootsuite. So it would appear as though LinkedIn is okay with Hootsuite or there may even be some kind of relationship there. I don't know what it is, but uh, I, I personally use Hootsuite and I don't have any problems with it. And it just allows me to um, set up my posts, uh, to, to schedule them for weeks even months ahead of time, and just to be consistent with those. Uh, having said that, the posts that I do schedule on Hootsuite are basically all of my company page posts. So, so the live posts that, that I do, those are ones that I personally actually put up every day manually. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. You can be careful and make sure you use the right platforms to do automated posting.
1: Yep. Oh, and by the way, speaking of posting, happy birthday. Isn't today your birthday?
0: Uh, yesterday. Yes. Yesterday I was, but thank you. Oh, okay. Yes, i the, right, <laughs> the I, do, age of, a, I think <laughs> I
1: sent you a happy birthday on LinkedIn, right? You probably got hundreds of them.
0: <laughs> well, actually, it's funny you mentioned that because um, I, I have some amazing happy birthday messages that I give to people as part of my course, which have been tested and trialed over the years. And um, as people will find out, it's actually the happy birthday song. And and the reactions that I've got from that is is quite extraordinary over the years. People absolutely love it. But yes, I'm using
1: it too. So you're right. I love it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So with regards to just getting back to LinkedIn itself um, and and our audience, what what other tips would you give to people out there for utilizing LinkedIn to help them and and help them get their message out, their branding out and to help their businesses?
1: So one of the tips that I I recommend is, you know, if you know somebody is good at something, you don't have to have used them as a client, but you've heard that they're good, endorse them. And the endorsements are actually a really good tool because when somebody endorses you, you get notice of it if you've got your settings done correctly and it keeps you top of mind. So, um, you know, I I call it play the endorsement game. Um, You know, endorse 10 people every day for three things. You know, it's a very cool thing to do and it's a, Uh, a way to just stay top of mind. The other area too that we haven't talked about yet are recommendations. Yes. And the best way to get them is to give them. However, you know, if you've done a good job for somebody and somebody has said to you, my God, Derek, that was amazing. You know, you did such a great job on whatever, the profile, the website, all the different things you do, you know, ask for your, ask for a recommendation, you know, and say, hey, listen, I'm going to send you a request. Would you mind giving me one? And, I really never really did that early on. And what I realized was that that's the way people, you know, people live and die by Yelp, right? Well, LinkedIn yeah. recommendations get old the day you wrote them because you can see the date, right? So you make, you want to make it a practice to be, you know, sending recommendations on a consistent basis, but also asking for them. Yeah. You know, if, know you've done a good job. I do a lot of free consults for people, you know, and, um, and then I'll get a message from them saying, you know, thank you so much. I did just those couple things that you suggested and, you know, I'm making so many more connections and I started to realize I should be asking for a recommendation. You know, if I'm going to give, then what's the worst I could say? No. Okay, great. That's okay. Yeah. Um, I think that that's one of the strategies that people could easily implement, um, You know, we didn't talk at all about ProFinder, right? But if you're using the paid version, uh, ProFinder does send you requests, you know, of people that have put in that they're looking for somebody with your particular service. And one of the things that's going to get you higher in the rankings to get more ProFinder requests are recommendations. So, you know, you need to get those recommendations. If you're serving your clients well, then, you know, there's no reason why you can't get people to say that. The other thing too is, um, you know, get video recommendations or audio recommendations, you know, take advantage of all the rich text media space that's on the profile to provide third party proof.
0: Fantastic. That's good advice. Um, A little optimization tip is uh, if your profile is optimized, uh, specifically for your three top keywords, When you do ask for a recommendation, uh, ask the person who's providing that to you if they could include those three keywords in their recommendation to you because that also helps with the optimization of your profile
1: absolutely and and the secret to finding out how you find those keywords are in your course, so they need to yes. get it right <laughs>
0: that's, it. <laughs> that's it, okay um, well, that's great advice Rhonda now what what takeaways would you give the audience that they can basically go and and apply to their their profiles or their LinkedIn um, user experience to to help them with their businesses?
1: I think the first thing that I would say is, you know what? Really, take a good look at your profile and Google yourself. You know, see how you're really showing up. Um, you know, find out what your SSI score score is, and if you don't know what an SSI score is, you need to look that up and find out because social
0: selling index. It's your weekly score that LinkedIn provides you about how well your efforts are actually working for you.
1: Exactly. So you know, it, if you're going to be on there, and the other thing is, if you're really looking to grow your business get the paid version, you know, and treat it like the professional platform that it is. Um, you know, learn how to use the mobile um, version as well because most people don't know how to personalize a connection request on mobile. Um, mobile is a little different, you know, about 40% of the people I think are on mobile. Maybe that's a bigger number now. But, you know, it, what I would say is, you know, treat it like the, the business platform that it is. You know, be respectful of people. I can't tell you... How many, um, I'll get emails, Derek, of people that say, you know, I don't know whether you're single or married, but if you're single, um, please don't. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, not another one. You know, (laughs) i married the same guy twice. I'm still happily married, right? (laughs) But I get that, too. So, you know, you want to really show up in a way that and be particular about whose um, connection request you accept. You know, that's the other thing. Um, Typically, you know, my rule of thumb is if you don't have a picture, and you don't have at least 100 connections, or we don't have people that we are connected with in common, you know, I'm just going to ignore it. You know, it's not about the numbers. It's really about connecting with the right people. And, um, and just be consistent, you know, show up on LinkedIn every single day. I have found that posting on weekends, I get a much greater, um, interaction than I do during the week, which is kind of funny, but you would expect that. Yeah.
0: It's interesting. It depends on your target market. But so what you're saying is, is, um, make sure you've got a face pick, um, make sure you've got a a completed profile with over a hundred connections. Um, because that just tells people that you 're serious that you 're genuine about LinkedIn and your experience with it and how you 're actually using it, uh, be yep. consistent with your your quote with your posting uh, with with your interaction with others and don 't treat it as a dating site because I can tell you right now almost every woman out there on the platform hates it when they get a a proposal or dating ask them out for a date type of message in their inbox i mean it just does not go down well um so don't treat it like a dating site whatever you do yes there's attractive men on it there's attractive women on it but yeah go to a dating site um (laughs) it's not for that they used to have the marital status they took that out uh yes, yes I, that, that's that's a shame that they did that but um, they did
1: that yeah they took yeah, it out. It's not yeah. a dating
0: site and it does get frowned upon when it does get used as a dating site and yeah um, yeah it's a it's a professional website, keep it that way, it's a professional social network. Yeah. All right. Well, that, that's fantastic. Rhonda, thank you so much for being on the call today. You've, you've given us some great insights into yourself and your experience with LinkedIn and, and some great takeaways that people can basically apply straight away and consistently improve their results on LinkedIn. So it's, it's great to have you on the call. and very much appreciated. Well, thank you.
1: Thanks for inviting me. I really appreciate it. And um, definitely check out the course because it's an excellent course that you created. All of them are. Thank
0: you, thank you for the for the endorsement. It's very much appreciated. <laughs>
1: All right.